Oh, welcome to A Space for Oddities, our Christmas special. Oh, 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 oh. I'm Katie, and I'm going to be kickstarting things off. Uh, and I'm Vincent. Uh, I guess I'll play the role of an elf today, oh. seeing as you've taken the Santa role, oh, oh, snatched oh. it from underneath me. Oh, well, you know, I do actually have an elf hat at home. Well, uh, Katie's currently wearing the most festive beret you've ever seen. (laughs) Uh, It's a, um, how would I describe the colour? Umbra, maybe? uh, Like a burnt okra. Oh, yes, lovely, lovely. Lovely. And it's little reindeer ears and antlers on a beret. I'm a little reindeer. I should have painted my nose. I do have an elf hat. I should have bought them in. I just love novelty hats. Though the visuals of us wearing these hats is a bit lost on audio listeners, isn't it? (laughs) It was good for people to imagine. Imagine we're dressed as giant hot dogs. Do I look like I know what a JPEG is? (laughs) I just want a picture of a goddamn hot dog. Uh, But this links in really well because... No way, don't even. (laughs) It links in really well. Because, well, we're going to do it like the Halloween special. We're going to do it in two parts. So we've both done like half an episode each. Because uh, we're just so full of the joys of the festivities. I'm going to do Christmas in costumes. Oh. So it's funny that I'm wearing a Cost- costumey hat. Yeah, you you had me fooled. I thought you were a reindeer for a while. <laughs> a very French reindeer. <laughs> I am still. I am still. Oh, madame. <laughs> madame. Oh, madame. And I mean, I'm going to do, I've called it Christmas, Christmas in costumes. It's Christmas not in just costumes. Christmas in costumes. It's not just Christmas, but it's got better onomatopoeia with yeah. costumes. If you had said like some point in the winter in costumes, yeah, cold season cold costumes. Season costumes. That kind of works. That kind of works actually. Yeah. But like cold season costumes for me is just the thicker coat. Yeah, or even just a pair of tights. Um, it, with me, it's the car hearts are on. <laughs> the car hearts are on. The everyone. car hearts are on. <laughs> I loves it. Um, marvelous. So yeah, costumes, and it's a big part of wintry folklore, festive traditions. And we're going to look at three little sections. I've divided my section into three more sections. Flipping it. I just need to be. How sectioned. do you keep up with this studious attitude of yours? <laughs> do you know? Because I've not had much work to do this week. <laughs> <laughs> so I had Wednesday afternoon Whoa. to enjoy this. Um, yeah, so we're going to look at Santa Claus, mm-hmm. festive folklore, which I know you're going to take us deeper on a deeper dive. But I'm just going to little tickle. I'm going to tickle the little testicles of excitement and interest. Ooh. Ooh, just, ah. a little, just a little feather touch, just to get. Ooh. And then we're going to move into Christmas jumpers. Okay. Mm-hmm. Christmas jumpers. And it's interesting because fashion isn't that. Something that we haven't done much in this no, podcast. No, I think it's because, though you and I are both patrons of fashion, because we're not nudists. Neither <laughs> patrons of, us, of fashion. <laughs> neither of us are particularly like, oh, I have to get the new fit, the new drip. Mm, the new drip fit. Yeah. Unless I'm a cosplayer as Moondog. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's not e- really. And even then, like, you know, sort of Viking clothing doesn't really come into it. That I've got often. my cape. Yeah. It's fine. It's cool. So yeah, so yeah, it's kind of yeah, interest. I think because it's a bit more novelty fashion. This mm-hmm. this is why it's pickled, tickled my pickle. It's tickled my pickle. So, part one, Father Christmas. Okay. We all know that Pierre Noel. Oh yes. Pierre Noel's aesthetic is, especially in the UK, big jolly, white beard, red coated, black belted fellow. But why, why, why or why? Is he wearing 
What's he wearing? Why is he wearing what he's wearing? Well, I mean, should we go down the obvious path of the red? The red. Have you got that later on? Am I jumping well, ahead? No, no, this is my next one. Are you going to say it? Go on, say it. Say I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it. You, you ready? I'm going to say it because every mum says it when the advert comes yeah, on. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, it wasn't red before Coca-Cola. And I'd do uh, the big thing in QI when it Wee- goes... Yeah. It's a fallacy. So and, I'm going to... And then Alan Davis looks around confused. He goes, oh, 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 oh I've got curly hair. <laughs> that's his whole personality yeah that's his whole fucking thing isn't it um sorry like, <laughs> sorry alan davis alan i davis know you're a slandered. studious listener of ours um, i know i know i'm really sorry about that weeping himself now um old saint nick which yes. is also one of my favorite christmas songs little saint nick by the beach boys oh yeah love it Do, should boys that reside on the beach really make christmas music i I think you can still have a fun California, we're still half naked, we're on the beach, we're having fresh foods, we're having avocado kind of Christmas. A little bit like how I'm sort of poisoned against people that are more wealthy than me. I'm kind of poisoned against people that have much better weather than me, such as Californians. <laughs> like they, I'm, not, I'm just like, I just dislike them because... They've got better weather. Like, you should not have mm. nice weather on Christmas Day. You could You should have to... rainy sleet and that's it. Yeah. You could move to California. I could. I mean, it is, like, I've... technically possible. I don't want to... Spiritually. I don't particularly mm. love Britain, and I particularly mm. dislike America more than... Yeah. Uh, it wouldn't be somewhere I would bring life into this world. No, I wouldn't be like, hmm, I should start a family in America... Because um, I, I feel like they'd be very safe in the school system there. Mm. But you know what, though? Legalize. Ah, the devil's cabbage. Yeah, but then on the on the same vein, like if if we so wish to partake in the devil's cabbage, you know, if we wanted to make if we wanted to make a casserole of devagio, <laughs> you know, if we wanted to get well and truly sozzled, I don't suspect it being legal or illegal in this country would really hinder that. Mm. If we if we wanted to right this second, we could just go down to Bob's Bubbles. Oh, yeah. Bob's Bob's Bubbles. Bubbles. Anyway, let's get back on track. Okay. Come on, we've got three sections here. I'm sorry, yeah, I really caught us up there. (sighs) Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Okay, Old St. Nick. Fuck Alan Davis. Old St. Nick, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, Alan. St. Nick. Um, You know, it is probably indeed the Coca-Cola adverts that are most ingrained in our minds. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to give him that. I'm going to give him that. But I'm going to give you a bit of background to St. Nick. Mm -hmm. He was a Christian bishop that helped the needy, and after his death, the legend of his gift growing, giving grew. Okay. Whoa. And St. Nicholas transformed into the legendary ca- character called Santa Claus, which brings Christmas presents to children around the world. Now, it's the Dutch that gave us Santa Claus, because it goes St. Nicholas. Yes, I was going to say, what was the etymology of that? St. Nicholas, St. Nicholas, St. Claus, Santa Claus. Ah, okay. Sinterklaas. It's a little bit like... Um... Like Cumbrian dialect, mm. where little becomes lal, because little, little, lal, It's sort of like it's sort of a degradation until it reaches mm. a point of its own existence. Yeah. I'm going to do a cheeky iPad spin now. I want ooh, you ooh. to have a look at this picture of St. Nick. All right, so I close my eyes. You and then close can, you tell my me when to open them. eyes. Um, there we go. What do you notice about St. Nick? What does he look like? What does he look like, Vinny? He looks a bit like a bishop. But what else? What else? What else? What else is um, he is handing apples to two very um, pixie-like children. What colour is he wearing? He's wearing red. Yeah. What sort of beard has he got? Um, full and white. I mean, he's quite slim, but he's got maybe a little bit of a tum tum. Do you know what his stick reminds me of? 
Oh, Did you on. ever play Age of Empires on the PC? No. Okay, well you could get a, <laughs> you could get a bishop character in that Ooh. game, and it would um, turn enemy forces into your own team. Ooh. But when they did it, they'd go wallolo wallo 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 wallo. That sounds great. So I was just expecting him to burst into that and turn the children into bishops as well. It probably would. They look like the sort. And I mean, we could really go for hours and hours and explore the evolution of Santa Claus and each country's traditions. But we're going to skip a few years because okay. we're just talking about fashion. I yeah, don't yeah. care about the, the the deepness of it all. I'm surface level today. Fashion. Surface level. Turn although, to the left. although fashion. Although fashion isn't about. Just surface level. That, that's me doing fashion a discredit. I was going to say, like, fashion is... Bigger it's an than, art. Bigger than what we make of it, but for us, it's pretty surface level. Like, for mm. me, it's like, is it comfortable? Do I like how I look in it? Done. Done, yeah. <laughs> there you go. Is it cheap? So, we've got two elements. So, we're going into the Victorian era. Ooh, smoky fog, Dickensian. You there, boy, what day is it? It's Christmas Day, sir. Have this pound and... Get me the biggest turkey. The is biggest that what he says? turkey in. Oh, is is that turkey still in the shop front of Mick Whittington's? Oh, it is, sir. Oh, we should totally do a um, a Christmas carol. Yeah, I think I think we've got the perfect voice acting skills. I know, for it. I know. I was very convincing as a small Victorian boy there. <laughs> you were. You transformed me before my own eyes. <laughs> and we're going to look at two key elements why a Santa Claus has fashion as he does. And first, we're going to look at the famous poem. A visit from second Saint. I can't even say it now. Sinterklaas. Sinterklaas. Uh, or more commonly known as the night before Christmas. So it's not even a mouse. This one. So not even a mouse was stirring that one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's quite famous, but originally it's called the visit from Saint Nicholas. And we're going to skip through quite a big bit at the front. All right, I'm just mentally scrolling through. Scroll through. There's, it's a it's a flipping long thing. But we're going to get to the bit about Santa Claus. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do a little bit more. Poetry reading. I love it. I love doing poetry readings on the podcast. I mean, I think it's a nice little interactive thing. It sort of visualises the the structure. Like, Mm. whereas a a conversation is quite expected um, in something Mm. like this. It's an expected format. Poetry isn't so much. Mm. So it's nice to have that breakdown of the stanzas and yeah. Go on then. I'll I'll give you some freedom. Do you do you want an introduction or? Um, give me a sound effect. Okay. Um, Zoom zoom zoom. That was such a strange tonal <laughs> shift yeah. from Victorian Christmas. I wanted it to be... <laughs> Sorry, yeah, let, hold on. Chink! <laughs> that was a Victorian uh, automobile start. Oh, I see. I thought that was Donald Duck doing a poetry. <laughs> I was Donald Duck with COVID. <laughs> Clement Clark Mall, 1832. The night before Christmas. As I drew in my head and was turning around, down the chimney, St Nicholas came with a bound. He was dressed all in fur from his head to his foot and his clothes were all tarnished with ashes and soot and he looked like a peddler just opening his pack. His eyes, how they twinkled! His dimples, how merry! His cheeks were like roses his nose like a cherry. His droll little mouth was drawn up like a bow, and the beard on his chin was as white as the snow. The stump of a pipe he held tight in his teeth, and the smoke, it encircled his head like a reef. He had a broad face and a little round belly that shook when he laughed 
like a bowl full of jelly. <sighs> yeah, it's it's quite nice. I think, um, like I was saying before, because you break it down into verse and break it rhymes, um, it sort of it becomes more descriptive than us just saying, "Oh, he had a bit of a wobbly belly." Mm. It's nice. And That's I, the beauty I, of poetry, I suppose. Yeah, I guess it is. I guess I've never given poetry. I'm not sort of saying it like. So imagine this, right? Yeah, you say words and people can see things. Uh, uh, you say it like really like nicely and describe it like proper good, and like people can go, "Oh, that, yeah, yeah, I could, I could picture that." As uh. if like, <laughs> uh. as if there hasn't been storytellers for years. <laughs> We've discovered poetry. I know. We're very clever. We're very clever. We're so clever. We're the best. Imagine if you wanted to tell a story. And you used rhyming to follow the narrative. That's going to keep like folk like listening. <laughs> and then, and then in ten years, someone's going to come to us with like, a haku, and we'll be like, "That's shit." Oh, mate, seven five seven. I'm Feck not off. Sure. Get out of here. Get out of here. But I tell you who we will welcome. Who? who? Oh, look at this for a second. Thomas Nast, eighteen forty to nineteen o two. Very famous sort of illustrator, caricature person, American. I do believe. Oh. Uh, he did very famous portrayals of Father Christmas, and I feel like Coca-Cola took a lot of inspiration from Thomas Nast. Now, he does do Santa in a few different ways, but most significantly, he's red. And the artist Haddon Sundbloom took great inspiration from this and began drawing Santa, as he is today, for Coca-Cola in the 1930s. What was their surname, sorry? Sandbloom. Sun, Sundbloom. Oh, what a Sundbloom. nice surname. It's lovely. Sundbloom. Haddon Sundbloom. It is lovely, isn't it? I'll show you a picture of Thomas Nasty's Father Christmas. Wow. Beautiful, eh? That is very... It's. Um, do you think it would have been an etching? The, the I, lines are I, very... I was going to say, originally. He's... Mm. Um, that's an opium pipe, if I'm not wrong. Oh, do you know? Well, I mean, his head was circled with smoke like a wreath. Yeah, I mean, he's he's got um, a piece of holly in his um, cap, I mm. would suggest. He's carrying various things from a horse to a little trinket to a doll. And yeah, he's got a long opium pipe. So perhaps Santa Claus only delivered to a few houses, but in his mind space, oh, he ran around the earth that's that That's how he did time travel. <laughs> yeah. That's how he did time travel. In his own psyche. It's beautiful, and he's got the big rosy cheeks that he is. He looks very jovial. It's so. I mean, he's off he's his tits. Bloody blaze. Um, but yeah, so this is like beautiful, and we can really give a shout out to these two sources. And I mean, obviously, lest we forget, this is how he is for us in the UA, the US of A, and the UK. <laughs> I don't know why I said it like that. The UK, UK Father Christmas. Um, but many other countries, his different fashions, you know, a lot of people on the continent keep him in, in his bishopy stuff. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, shout out Thomas Nast. So I think before you carry on, I think it's yeah. easier to commercialise something such as Christmas or a Father Christmas when he's not directly linked to the church. Mm. So when he's not got a Pope character, it's easier to commercialise that because the church aren't going to say... You can't sell Coca-Cola with the cross on him. Like, no. Like, Jesus wouldn't be happy with this. But if you if you make a twist on him, then it's easier to commercialise that. So that's probably mm. why it's it's clicked on so easily. Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, it's almost like church and state should be separated or something. Oh, I know. That would Imagine make a lot that. of sense. And do you know what Would I would really appreciate? Mm. You know, if church and state were separated, yeah. so churches were tax-free that they didn't have the power to influence laws such as <laughs> outlawing abortion in Texas. Oh, Wouldn't that know. make a lot more sense? Mate, we're just so smart. 
Yeah, I mean, if if they can just operate tax-free businesses, it would make sense that they probably shouldn't tell women what to do. This is why we need to, I mean, Father Christmas, cancelled. I mean, let's not cancel Father Christmas. Let's get him in that massive truck from the Coca-Cola advert (laughs) and just get him to run out any member of Parliament that seems to think that they can... That'd be good fun, actually. Make decisions for other people. Holidays are coming. Holidays are coming. Righteous justice coming. Righteous justice is coming. It's not the same sort of um, syllables, has it? Righteous justice is coming. Justice is coming. Oh, no, it's quite hard to... It's it's a little bit hard to put righteous justice into that rhyme. Righteous seems quite... I don't know, it seems quite an extreme word, doesn't it? Righteous. Righteous. Yeah. Righteous. I mean, it's, it's biblical, almost, isn't it? Righteous. Yeah, it seems a bit. I don't know. A bit. It's a bit much. Reiki. I mean, if I if I was going to essentially kill members of the Texas mm. um, governing body with a large Coca Cola truck, it would be righteous, I suspect. Yeah, I mean, you could do a really good sort of visual metaphor. Yeah. That as well. Like like bursting through a vulva or something, and it's like. <laughs> I felt like that was a strong Abortion enough. rights are coming or oh, something. I see, I see. That's why there was a vulva. I, you lost me for a minute. I was like, why is there a vulva? <laughs> We're going to move on to part two. Yeah, let's get me off the top. I, I, I did, I mean, talking of vulvas, I tickled tickled the undercarriage. With yes. the tan- I'm going to tantalise people, get everybody <gasps> all sopping for your section. And we're going to look a bit <laughs> for festive folklore. I hope you're not listening to this in the car with your family. <laughs> yes. Sorry, little Jimmy. <laughs> little Jimmy. Well, I mean, little Jimmy's head worse, I'm sure. Um, so, yeah, we're going to look at And I'm going to just do a few shout-outs to big inspirations for me. Okay. Instagram account, False Face. False Face. Very good. Constant stream of inspiration. They've got wonderful... Um, strange, folky costumes and masks, not just masks, but full-on costumes and dances and traditions and rituals. Beautiful. They've also got, I don't know whether you may have done him in your section, but a book by Charles Frager. I'm going to say it like that because he's French. Frager? Frager. Frager. Charles Frager. Oh, yes. Uh, Wilderman, The Image of the Savage no, is this book. I have not done this in my <gasps> section. Oh, I know. Beautiful. I know of the Wilderman. It's mm. sort of where um, outdoor culture meets folklore, isn't mm, it? It's beautiful. It's really... I mean, I saw images from this book in, like, year two of uni, and they're, like, they're still deep, deep through within my psyche. I think my friend has the copy of the book, and he showed it to me um, on his doorstep. <laughs> when, when we'd just been allowed the COVID restrictions oh. last year, where we were just allowed to sort of see people, yeah, yeah, we yeah. had a chat over the doorstep... And he produced this book to show me. And I'm pretty sure we're talking about the same mm. one. It's beautiful. Well, I'll show you a picture from it in a minute. Um, and then there's also Festival Folk, an atlas of carnival costu- customs and costumes by an artist called Rob Flowers. A lot more contemporary, really fun, a really beautiful book. I was going to bring it in, but I forgot. That's okay. Uh, but this is a recent book and it's uh, for me. And it's like, oh. Mm, sumptuous, 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 sumptuous. Anything, anything folky for you is really the, the mm. tip of the iceberg for the the Katie Taste Encyclopedia. Mm. Yeah, but to do it in the way he Rob Flowers does, mm. it's tasty. It's tasty. I'm gonna heat you up with an excerpt about Wilderman. Okay. To get you sort of bit of context to what we're gonna be talking about, I might do a. A beastly voice. Okay, yes. What about that? Why not? He seemed quite excited. The transformation of man to beast 
is a central aspect of traditional pagan rituals that are centuries old and which celebrate the seasonal cycle, like winter, fertility, life and death. By becoming a bear, a goat, a stag, or a wild boar, a man of straw, a devil, or a monster with jaws of steel, these people celebrate the life of the seasons. Oh, that was quite imposing with this sort of beastly voice of yours. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you see these pictures. I'm going to show. I'm going to show you Vin now. There uh, we go. Yes, yes, we are talking about the same Yay. thing. Yeah, I remember the it, one of the images you've shown me here is a person wearing what I can only describe as many red tassels covering his torso and legs <laughs> and a paper mache reindeer face with antlers too. I remember that specifically because of his little bent walking stick he's got. Mm. They're always they're always sort of um areas what like sort of wild enough to get really heavy snow, aren't they? Yes. It's always someone in knee deep snow. Yeah, it's always up a mountain. Yeah. Always up a mountain. You look at false face and they're doing that huge bell dancing it's always up a mountain it looks amazing um so yeah so here we can look at how like centuries old costume has come become such an integral part of how we like celebrate the winter solstice because mm. obviously being paganistic we're more looking at winter solstice which is 21st of december shortest day of the year is it 21st of december every year it's pretty much yeah some people it might be some people celebrate it the day before leading into the night of or the oh, night yeah, of the 21st yeah. but your solstices so your summer and your winter is always the 21st your equinoxes are a bit more loosey-goosey yeah bit, they span a bit more but your solstices are normally a solstice is a calendar event whereas an equinox is the tipping point between two things so that can be that's not directly the shortest day that you can measure and equinox is sort of like a spiritual thing oh no an equinox is like well yeah i suppose maybe, an equinox maybe I've is misunderstood well solstice is winter solstice shortest day summer solstice longest day mm-hmm. and then spring and autumn equinoxes are literally just halfway between the solstices right okay sorry i thought an equinox i thought you could have a winter equinox and it was more the feeling of winter starting ending or transitioning it might rather, be yeah. rather than the actual like measurable data of okay this is the shortest day i'm not going to deny that mm-hmm. i think because it's i mean something that's centuries year old practiced by so many people it could be something for everybody you might you might I, you know i look at it as your four big ones and then between those four big ones you've got another four uh, within that, uh, mm-hmm. in the sort of pagan wheel of the year, anyway. Well, so I was I was recently reading about equinoxes, and this is why I think this is where I've taken that information from. I read a lot of books by Tristan Gooley. Oh, I love Tristan Gooley. So I've just been reading his most recent one, and um, it was maybe it was that one, or maybe it was the one beforehand. But basically, I've been really loving finding north from the stars. Yes, using uh, mm. the plow, or as the Americans call it, the Big Dipper, mm. using the thumb and forefinger technique to find the north star, and then knowing north from there. If I understand correctly, because it moves about the sky and it will be at different angles mm. at different times of the year, you can tell when you're on a solstice or solstice or however you want to say. A solstice. <laughs> you can tell when you're on the solstice because it will be directly in a position opposite to the last one. So mm. if you if you made a note of how the stars were on the previous solstice, yeah. you will it will be directly flipped. It will be the direct reverse. Oh, that's smart. Yeah. Oh, oh, do you know all this celestial stuff? It's it's when you start thinking about that and we're a tiny little baked bean pea floating around. Mm-hmm. It's when your brain starts going whoa. <laughs> You've been on Santa Claus's opium pipe. 
Yeah, exactly. That's really interesting. Maybe he's coming from a more meteorological scientific point definition of equinox. Yeah, yeah. Maybe I'm like misquoting as well, but I'm just very jazzed up that I managed to find Polaris twice in a row. Yeah, yeah. Because we haven't had skies clear enough for me to be able to test say, it. In, in Dentonome, you, you can probably pick out your moon, maybe your Venus. Well, we don't have a lot of light pollution, especially not... Um, I've got like a field behind my house. Oh, right. Which doesn't have very much light pollution at all. So if it's clear enough, I can go there and see it properly. Oh, right. Okay, that's um, good. But I haven't had clear enough skies to do the three times in a row for me to say mm. I can definitely do yeah, it. Yeah, you kind of need... We'll have to do, um, like, Goslin Psych. Could be well left to just do Dark Sky oh, do events they? one day. We'll have to take... Anyway, we're sort of arranging the social calendar now. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Pencil me in. <laughs> there we go. Dark Skies, we love it. Could be wild life trust. Shout out. Um, but yeah, well, speaking of nature, and we're all influenced. You see, it just it just perforates, permeates, sorry, into our system. And these costumes allow people to sort of express their thing. So I might we might dress you up as a giant North Star mm-hmm. or like a giant plough. That'd be great. That'd be great. That'd be great. Um, you know, and they perform their beliefs, their worries, their rights for the winter season. It's not just about being warm. It's about exploring how they believe and sort of almost process the winter season mm-hmm. um and yet there's loads of animal elements in paganistic costume that involve you know that involve a lot of nature see our british folklore episode oh <laughs> 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 um for more information on that and um you know one key character of all of this is krampus now i don't want to piss on your bonfire but we might see Krampus later on in this episode. So I'm not going to say much about Krampus. This is very, very possible, yes. Very possible. But put a pin in. I love telling people to put pins in things. Put pins in things. I mean, you put pin in Krampus and you might reel the consequences. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to show Vinny another picture from Charles Fregel of Krampus. Oh, yes. Yes, I've seen this. Have you seen this one? It's um, beautiful. I won't describe Krampus because I'm going to do that in yes, my section. absolutely. But this is a sort of hairy beast with horns and has got sort of bells around the waist. Mm. Um, they're also wearing Palahara military boots, which is quite interesting. You've got to have decent footwear when you're stomping <laughs> about. When you're crampusing. You've got to wear... So I, I should have said at the start, all these pictures will be on our Instagram. Instagram. For referencing at A Space of for Odysseys. So you can see all the pictures that we're going to look, we've been talking about. Brilliant. Right, well, let's go on to part three, baby. Part three. Christmas jumpers. Yeah, where Christmas do, jumpers. Where do they come from? What the bloody hell are all this about? Mine's from Primark, yeah. Oh, it's got reindeer on it. It's got sparkly bits. I should have bought one my my well. I'll get to that later. Okay. Um, <laughs> um big shout out. I love doing this. Uh, costumesociety.org.uk for helping me with this bit, bit of my research. It was something I was interested in, but I was like, where the hell do I start? Costume Society. Wait, did you did, have you reached out to someone and said, "Hey, can you help me with this?" Uh, well, I reached out via the power of Google and went, "Oh, where do Christmas jumpers come from?" Oh, sorry, I thought <laughs> it, the way you said it made it sound like you'd been on the phone. Oh, and... Vivian, what's it all about? And she told me she sent me some pictures. We had a Zoom call. Hello, Mrs. Locke. Yes, I've got your information here. So, so it turns out Christmas jumpers come from Primark. They come from Tesco. <laughs> two at Tesco. No, it's two at Sainsbury's, isn't it? Two at Sainsbury's, 25 quid. Oh, 25 quid? One's got Grinch, one's got Macaulay Culkin. Oh, that's a whole other thing. Anyway, <laughs> do not like Home Alone. Do you not? Irritates me. I, I, I mean, I'm really bad for watching films. I, I don't sit still mm. very well. So I, I've watched it enough to say, yeah, it's all right. No, 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 no. But 
Christmas jumpers. Yeah, Christmas jumpers are as much as the festive holidays as eating too much food and gift giving. But where did they come from? They come in so many forms these days, from the gaudy shite you get, yep. uh, to more tasteful fashion statements. Let's go through a little potted history and see what's crack a lacking. <laughs> I'd, lo- I'd love to. <laughs> crack a lacking. Well, I'm going to take you on the costume spaceship to far lands. Um, back in time to Scandinavian fishermen. Okay, yeah. Love it, love it. And obviously, being a fisherman in the Scandinavian region, it's going to be chilly, Billy. It's going to be a bit cold. It's going to nip a bit. It's going to nip a bit. So you're going to want to wear some beautiful, cold, cosy, not cold, warm, cosy, lovely woolen jumper. And, I mean, whew, the, the, the patterns, the, the, the sort of stories to the traditions, all of it so much goes into Scandinavian wool and clothing. And the UK, we used to be well up on wool, mm-hmm. especially in Cumbria. In fact, it used to be a law in Cumbria that you must be buried with a woolen hat. Really? Because, like, they wanted to keep the wool economy going. I did not know that. it was that. so important. That's a really cool little fact. I know that there is a tradition in Norway, because mm. there's a Norwegian um, jumper shop in Keswick, <gasps> and I inquired why the patterns were mm. all the same, and she explained to me that the pattern that you get on a traditional Scandinavian jumper is representative of where it was made. Yes. So the fishermen from certain places would have the same patterns or same workings on the patterns to represent their hometown. Yeah, well, apparently, I always used to know this, I used to say this as fact, was that it was, they used to have their own locations because if they got drowned and washed up ashore, you'd be like, oh, it's Pete from that road. <laughs> Hello, Pete. Oh, well, Pete's Take dead. it down, take it down. Apparently, that's the fallacy. Oh, is it? But I choose to believe it still. I, yes, the, I like I living in this it. post-fact age <laughs> of Donald Trump. Like, oh, I know it's not real, but I'm going to believe I'm it because it serves me better. Well, it's funny enough, that is the shop where I got my Christmas jumper. Well, hey. They, last, I've, I've always looked at it and gone, oh, that looks beautiful. But it's always been a bit expensive. But last time I was in Keswick, mm-hmm. it was the middle of summer. Uh, <laughs> so she was having a massive sale. Like Everything was half price. And yeah. I thought, right, now's my time to strike. I got so sweaty trying them on in Honestly, the shop. It yeah. was awful. And the shop is very... Um, it's small. It's small and lots of stock. And if you can imagine how much... <laughs> even so even stuffy. a small amount of stock in a small shop of thick woolen jumpers. <laughs> it was it was my sweat, <laughs> but it was worth it because I got a traditional Norwegian jumper. And I should have oh, worn it, but yes. it's, it's really mild today, so... I was going to say, like, this it's studio too... that we're in, my studio, isn't mm. a warm studio, but with a little kick-in of this small heater, I... it makes it a bit more bearable, And with the it? beer, it gets toasty. Yeah. So I'm going to show you a picture now of what mine looks like. Ooh. Uh, it's got... It's a sort wow. of traditional, as you would imagine, the Scandinavian jumper. It's um, got It's got a sort of... Um, Almost like a, a built-in necklace. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the colour is got different me. pattern to the totally. rest of the body. It's like a red sort of necklace of like more traditional pattern, and it's got the traditional metal clasps. Uh, it's really it's legit. It's being modelled by a man with a top bun as well. Top bun. I mean, I mean that's trend. That fashion. is super trend. That's super trend. You're so. you're far more drippy than I. Oh my goodness! You should see me out out and about in the snow. <laughs> um, so yeah, woolen goods were always like really popular, but they're always handmade, super expensive, and you got one and you got one for life. Yes, yeah. Um, uh, but they were taken up by the city folks as outdoor pursuits became more popular. You know, Victorian area. Yeah. We're going out. We get some fresh air. It's good for you, uh, especially when the wealthy went skiing. Oh, it became such a hot fashion item. The Scandinavian Ooh, I'd jumper. Hate, I'd hate to fall in the snow in one. You'd be <sighs> soaked for the rest of the day. I know. It'd be heavy. 
because because they don't knit them in they don't put lanolin on them to allow mm. them to wick moisture because that allows the air to pass through mm. them so it would just absorb moisture instantly yeah well i mean when you're wealthy and skiing you just sort of going down a little you just discard it wouldn't you you just go oh i'm just oh you just sort of go oh i'm just going down a little slope <laughs> i'm just posing like um ned flanders stupid sexy oh, flanders yeah. <laughs> in the ski wear um but that whoa 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 we're in the mid 20th century and we've got two major whoa, advances that are gonna make <laughs> katie was like flailing her arms <laughs> and i thought she was gonna say like soldiers or dragons and you said advances i was like oh okay advances sure. in technology whoa, whoa. um <laughs> yeah so we've got two major things that's kick-started a jumper boom in the mid-20th century. <laughs> the jumper boom. The famous jumper boom. It's very fair. I mean, we've got advances in technology that mean jumpers could be made quicker, lighter and cheaper. And we have the era of advertisements where knitwear became so popular in like depictions of Christmas scenes. Mm-hmm. So, you know, mum's made a big turkey, the kids are opening presents, dad's, dad's got, just got his feet up. He's got his white cable knit jumper on. Because it's the 50s, yeah. you know. We're having a great time. So suddenly everybody's going, oh my God, jumpers. We can have jumpers. We can have nice jumpers. We can have Scandinavian patterns. Woo, woo, woo. And since then, knitwear has really reflected modern fashions. So like in the 80s, there was a load of bold, geometric 80s pattern styles, Mm -hmm. as you would expect. And then here in the UK, it was Colin Firth who kick-started, he's sort of famously noted to kick-start the ugly jumper trend. Because in Bridget Jones's diary... I wondered whether you were going to say that. The reindeer jumper. Yeah, Yeah. so he's got like a... I mean, nowadays, that's quite tasteful. Well, it's got the turtleneck, hasn't it? Yeah, I mean, mean, it's Colin Firth, so he can pull it off. Yeah. But it's, it's, it's a giant reindeer on this green shirt, big red nose. It's quite cute. And I think nowadays, that's quite tame. And they but, make a point of saying how ghastly it is in the film. Yes. They make a point of saying that he's not wearing it as a fashion statement. He's almost embarrassed of it. Yeah, yeah. Well, you can see in the picture he's got the right narc on. He's got quite the glare, hasn't he? He has. As if to say, like, are you looking at my reindeer? Yeah. But, you know, Colin Firth still managed to pull it off. Such a big film. So it really was like, oh, God, everybody's doing tacky jumpers now. And now, I mean, nowadays you can get such wild jumpers with lights sound music you could know you could do a whole bloody pantomime in christmas jumper <laughs> now not to be a debbie downer okay but poor debbie but oh, i know can you imagine naming some naming somebody debbie just especially debbie if you've got downer. the surname downer oh i know can you imagine can you imagine <laughs> mrs downer and their daughter debbie oh poor debbie oh that'd be awful that what a debbie downer that would be <laughs> Um, but tacky jumpers, the Christmas jumper thing in general, does raise concerns of fast fashion. And, you know, you can buy something dead cheap, uh, made sort of super cheap in a sort of way that you sort of go, ooh, is that really ethical? Ooh. And, you know, you wear it for just a few weeks of the year. But I genuinely see how Christmas jumpers can bring joy to people. I've mm-hmm. honestly seen it like, bring genuine joy and happiness to people. And people have, like, tacky Christmas jumper parties to raise money for charities. Uh, And then, you know, I mean, I think there's a general awareness for fast fashion, so people are buying second-hand. Or, like me, you know, you save up for a couple of years, wait till the Keswick lady's got a sale on, and you invest in something that might be good for years to come. So I'm going to say, fast fashion. But I'm going to say, don't sweat it. Don't sweat it. 
I think I think fast fashion is a bit of a problem with the human attitude mm. in that you any clothing that we get made, even if it's made of fast fashion, the material and the knit that it's made with, how it's woven, whether it's cotton, whether it's wool, is always made in a way that is strong enough to last because it needs to be able to fit over our bodies, it needs to be able mm. to form, stretch, bend. Keep the heat in. Sure, they, can't, they might not be brilliantly made and can pull a thread or can mm. tear, but I think it's the human attitude of, oh, I'm not going to spend my time fixing that, or I don't have enough attachment to this, I, do, does, I don't see it as high value mm. enough to keep or to want to look after. So I think it's both a problem with capitalism, but it's also a human attitude of, yeah, the Christmas jumper, I don't really care, let's yeah. just get rid of it. Maybe the moral of the story is, respect your Christmas jumper. I don't mind where you got it from, what yeah. it is, just respect it. If it's a cheap, tacky, gaudy thing, respect it. If the LED lights break, respect it. Go fix those LED lights and bring the party somewhere else. I guess they're not... You know, that's there the you thing. go. Like, a lot of these things aren't too hard to fix, and... I think it's just the problem, isn't it? Is that someone's like, yeah, it's got a crap pattern on it, but I'm going to wear it at the office mm. for one day. Yeah. Or, you know, we sort of, you know, let's have more repair cafes where, you know, this is something I'm trying to do with my second job. Like, you know, oh, mate, I've got, I've literally got a hole in my pocket and I'm like, oh, I'll just sew it up later on. Yeah. But not everybody's got the skills or the ability to sew. So, sew. So, so. I'm running needle thread. Um, somebody else can. But mm-hmm. there you go. Respect jumpers, respect costume, and exp- express yourself through festivity costume, a Santa, tacky jumper, whatever. There hereby concludes my part of the podcast. Thank you, Katie. There we go. Can you export me to the to our pub to for the today? export? I'm going to press file E. <laughs> We're going to export. Oh no, press file P. Oh no. Oh no, there's a paper jam. Oh. Bloody hell. Right, best gun. Best gun. I'm going to sort out this bloody paper jam. <laughs> oh, so. Oh, I mean, I don't know about you, but I bumped my head on that goody goody gumdrop as we walked into this giant gingerbread house. <laughs> Jesus, are we in Hansel and Gretel over we here? We are, we are in a giant gingerbread house. The I walls think... are sort of. It's a bit stale. Yeah, I hope it doesn't rain because it might start. Solution. Yeah, I've heard Solution. that royal icing doesn't really hold up to heavy rain. No, no, no. Well. We better start scranning it uh, after to, the podcast. There seems course. to be a very crooked witch in the corner. I know. I have chained her up, yeah. and I have given her some like children's fingers to just, keep her just satisfied. Just keep her going. Just for the time being, because we have grabbed a very sweet marshmallow and chocolate stout. And I came here specifically because I was like, right, I want some puddingy after my tea. Oh, what a good link. I know. What I know. a good link. I'm so professional. That that moment after you've eaten your tea, you hold your belly and you go, I could do with something sweet now. I just want a mouthful. I don't want like a whole giant gingerbread house. I just want either like a puddingy drink, like this beautiful stout, mm. or just like just a mouthful. Just like, mm, mm, done. Done. Yeah. Do you Mouth- know what do you know what we made recently that oh. would go well in this gingerbread house? Oh. Peanut butter fudge. <gasps> We were, having Lordy, li- we were having little squares of peanut butter fudge. Oh, That's indulgent. Yeah. That's indulgent. Sounds <laughs> lovely. So this, this is the point where I think I should make it clear that we're making peanut butter fudge because I've recently become a father. Oh. And we're making handmade gifts to give to people this Christmas because we've got no money to buy much for fudge. Handmade gifts are more expensive and more time-consuming than just... 
getting tap from Wilkinson's. Oh, honestly, these this peanut butter fudge is some of the cheapest and easiest stuff I've ever made. Oh, really? It's, it's so good. Really? It's so good. Oh. We, were, we were sat one evening waiting. So what, what we're doing at the moment is we're trying to establish routine with... Our, our baby boy. Our baba. He's, he's only three weeks old. Oh. And we're trying to establish routines. And we were sat. It was like 11 o'clock at night. We are like, right, feed him. Then we'll both go to bed ah. so that he'll sleep for a longer period of time. Like, okay. And we were just watching YouTube. And this video came on of this guy showing you how to make peanut butter fudge. Honestly, we were like, it can't be that easy. We'll get the ingredients tomorrow. Yeah. Go for a walk. Get the bits. Honestly, so easy. And it's so good. Oh, no, this sounds dangerous. This sounds dangerous. We, we honestly, I must have eaten about... 500 kilograms of fudge within the week. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, you're new parents. Yeah. You deserve a sweet treat. Honestly. You deserve like, a sweet treat. Middle of the night, going downstairs to sterilise the dummy. Bit of fudge. Oh, bit of fudge, just to keep, <laughs> just to keep your uh, your spirits high. Yeah. When the, when the times are tiring. Oh, no, so that's it, lovely. I feel, I feel a little bit at home in this gingerbread pub. Yeah, it's it's sweet teeth. I can feel... Do you know when your teeth get furry? Oh, God, after having a glass of Coke? Oh, oh after any sweet things. Really? Anything fuzz, fuzziness. Do you know what really messes my teeth up? What? If I ever get given a um, like an Alka-Pop, like a Wicked. Oh, or, yeah. Well, it's, it's a very uncommon appearance, because if someone gives that to me, <laughs> they don't know me very well. Yeah, I was going to say, who's, who's giving you Alka-Pops? The last time I got given an Alka-Pop, I was... <laughs> I was out in town for my friend's birthday mm. and not only did I feel like the oldest person in this very quiet club by about 10 years, <laughs> even though physically I couldn't have been. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was just like, what is going on? This the, this girl was just like, here, and just passed me four bottles of Wicked unopened with the oh. cap still on. Oh. And she just said, we're leaving. Do you want them? And I was like... Oh. No, but she just left because I think she didn't want them either. She just wanted to go. And me, me being the sort of um, outdoorsy folk that I like to be, <laughs> of course I've got a, something on my keys that can open bottles. Oh, did you so not do it with your teeth? Cracked, oh, not a chance. <laughs> I've got strong teeth, but I am not prepared to ruin my teeth on I a bottle used to, of I used to open bottles with my teeth oh, in no, sixth I've, form. I've, got, I've just got a no thing more. that opens. You've got opens to, bottles. You've got to. It's a rule that you've got to bottle rule, as, as Now as a dad... Well, as dad, it is a rule. Have you got I a Swiss Army to, knife? I carry a Swiss Army knife with me every day. Good lad, good lad. You could have a <laughs> you could have a sharp implement. I've always got I've always got a Swiss Army knife, a sketchbook, a pencil, and a pen. Oh, no nice. matter where I am, I've yeah, always yeah. got that because I always have a backpack. Well, how's your reflexes? Have you got your dad reflexes in yet? No, 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 no I don't. No, still my, a bit more. But you're only three weeks. My, in. my reflexes are okay when it comes to like outdoor pursuits. You know, if I'm on a bike, <laughs> yeah. I'm quite unlikely to just accidentally just cycle over a cliff or into a ditch. Yeah. But like day to day, if he just started falling, I'd be like, whoa, whoa. I'm not quite there yet. I'm mm. not quite ready to like catch him on the bottom of my foot and do some key yuppies with him. Flip him up into your arms. Yeah. Okay. To, okay. The, ad, to the admiration of women everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Everybody goes, oh. Stars in the <laughs> anime stars in well, the eyes. Well, I had him in like a like a sling this morning. A papoose. And I said to my wife, my wife. I said I was like, right, this was the plan all along. I'm going to leave you because women are going to be all over <laughs> me with this little lad. Cooing, especially oh. when he's against your chest. Honestly, he's my gateway to all of my freelance work next year. Yeah. I'm just going to go to meetings and like, <gasps> if he stays quiet, I'll be oh. like, oh, what a lovely lad, you know. Yeah. Let's let's shake on the steel. And if he starts crying, I'll be like, oh. It's so hard being a single father. Let's shake on the screen. Yeah, you're gonna what? You're gonna portray yourself as a single yeah, father. Take, take the wedding ring off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, and put like 
draw some bags under your eyes. Yeah, but, yeah. Because like, oh. really, actually, at the moment, uh, she's, she's been really good because I'm still doing little bits of work. She mm. does pretty much the night shift. Oh. Also, because my nipples are decorative and hers aren't. Decorative? <laughs> I love the way you put them. Well, it's the way you... It's you, true. When you're cuddling him, he'll search for them. And I'm like, they're oh, just really? decorative, pal. Like, <laughs> the, the mammary glands aren't there, I'm he sorry. He wouldn't them titties. It's like, I was a woman in the womb, but I deformed, and that's why they're still there. I'm oh, sorry. Shocking. Sorry, pal. Shocking. He's very upset about it. I'm Not as say. upset as the bartender when he realises I've nibbled a corner of his like gingerbread bar off. <laughs> and I've been dipping it in my stout. So tasty, so tasty. Thank you, boo dog. Mm. Brood and Ellen. That is quite a bad, um, quite a bad item, like material to make a bar out of. Is gingerbread? I was going to say, unless you varnish the hell out of it, it's going to be very absorbent. I was going to say. I mean, it, it sort of catches the the spills and drips, mm. but you do have to. I mean, close up is takes forever because you've got to <laughs> crumble it away, put it in the composting bin, and then make bake get the baking ready yeah. for for the next. You've morning. got to be a bartender and a baker at the same oh, time. Oh, I mean, never off shift. I was going to say because bakers famously early nights, early mornings. Yeah. Bartending early Famous. late nights. Yeah. Oh, it's exhausting being in the gingerbread house. But I did love the gummy gummy gumdrops. Yeah, the gummy entrance. Mm. Sort of like sort of squished it on the way. Do you in. know those like little Who were the, who would be a regular in this pub? I can see like Hansel and Gretel in the corner. Yeah. Well it's all the sort of um traditional fo- um The Grim Tales. Are the they grim, all in here? Grim Brothers, yeah. We've got Red Riding Hood having a pint with the wolf. Yeah, they've they've like buried the hatchet. <sighs> yeah, they're they're sort of Taking it steady now, they're sort of sharing uh, quite a nice Pinot, bottle of Pinot together. Ooh, a yeah. Pinot Grigio? It's not normally the wolf's favour, but because of his sort of new fling with red riding hood. I would have thought he'd quite... probably have a red wine, being that he likes red. Well, this is it. This is what he's, he's sort of giving himself. He's trying new things <laughs> to be with red riding hood. He's sort of going, you know what, I'm going to get out of my comfort zone. He really realised he really actually liked dressing up as the grandma. And oh, this is a really new. This it. is a new avenue of mm. uh, cross-dressing for him. And Red Riding Hood doesn't mind it at all. Whoa. She's like, oh, get Wait, them. Is this, a, is this a fledgling relationship? Oh God, yeah, 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 yeah. This is they're showing a bottle of Pinot. They're showing a bottle of Pinot. Do you mate. know what's really caught me off guard? What's that? Is the um, the animated and speaking gate from Baba Yaga oh, has somehow it's managed so to. Yeah, in. It's sort of like <laughs> the way that you might rotate a sofa into a room. <laughs> yes, that's exactly how I pictured it. Creaking <laughs> along, dripping sort of, oil everywhere. Yeah, oh. and he sort of, sort of opened up the little latch bit <laughs> to get the beer and balanced that and took yes. it over to the table. Yeah, yeah. And he's got absolutely no way of sitting. He's just sort of propped at an angle. He's just leaning the against the wall. <laughs> somebody, somebody tried to steal him before until they realised he was sentient. Yeah, it's the crying maid has to pour the drink over his rusty bars. <laughs> and he sort of takes it in by the little peephole eye. Yeah, <laughs> yeah the little lock socket. He has to like <laughs> slurp it in. It's quite it's quite the avenue of uh, you know, expense. Like he, he only gets about ten percent. There's of a any lot of waste. Well this is why he's on martinis. He's on shorts, he's not right, on pants, okay, yeah. he's just on a little mo- dry I martini. I would have thought, like, a cheap bitter you'd get more of, though. Like, the oh. martini's going to be expensive. <laughs> She's got quite a good aim, the crying maid. <laughs> she's got quite a <laughs> good aim. Despite the constant bawling oh, tears coming from her eyes. I mean, it's quite it's a bit annoying. I mean, I've told the, <laughs> the bartender, barkeep, bar, good, my good barkeep here. Shut her up, eh? Shut up. Shut up. Women in the pub, anyway. Who's, who's the barkeep? Who's the barkeep? Well, that's Mr Gingerbread Man. Oh obviously. right! Oh god! So the <laughs> so, giant so he's so the bar is made out of his flesh, his or, flesh is, or is flesh he made bar. out of bar? 
Well, that's how he sort of... It's like a, a sourdough. He takes a little chunk from him every morning <laughs> and that's how he starts the baking. He's got just a bit of his shoulder missing until yeah. that regrows. Well, it regrow- I mean, it's like sourdough, stars, it's non-stop. It's alive. Once you, once you start, baby, you can't stop. Don't stop till you get enough. I was going to say, that was almost Pringles. Once <laughs> yeah. you start, baby, it's not going to stop. Sourdough Pringles. Ugh. I'm here for it. Really? Yeah. Sourdough Pringles. I sourdough me everything. But like Pringles Ferment are, everything. Like potato. Potato. <laughs> no. No. No, ferment it. Ferment it. Ferment it. I do like fermented stuff. Ferment it. Um, Katie gave ferment me it. a what? Sorry. <laughs> if, you, if you dare interrupt me. <laughs> a while back, Katie gave me a... What was it? It was a it was carrot. A, it was a... Curry kraut. Curry carrot. Curry kraut. Oh, it was so good. Mm. I kept it in my studio because we've got a fridge but not loads of space in it. Mm. So anything that can just sit on a shelf is yes. really good in here. Yeah, so yeah. So I was making noodles, boom, kraut went in it. Bop it in. Salt, Toasted spice. sandwich, boom, kraut in it. And I tell you what, your gut biomes are thanking you. Oh, well, I mean, so since, good. since the start of the pandemic and just before, mm. I have not been ill in three years. Yeah. And, I mean, the running joke is that, like, I'm ill once a year. Yes. And I get, like, a bit of a cold, wipes me out for two days and mm. I'm fine. I have not been ill for three years. And I think it's just because I'm Touch just wood. terrified of COVID. Well, yes. If you, I mean, I think a lot of people have experienced masks, wash-handing, Wash handing. Mm. Wash handing. Wash handing. So from today we were shooting wash handing. Wash handing. It's like washing your hands, but you have other hands wash your handings. <laughs> you you wash your landing. Um, very good <laughs> for the personal health. Very yeah, there's good. not a lot of social distancing going on in this tiny gingerbread bar. No, no, I think we should probably leave because um, COVID starts in an hour, so we need to make yeah, sure. Yeah, exactly. We leave it's before it's it almost starts. one a.m. So. It'll I mean, start soon. COVID's going to realise yeah, yeah. now's the time to attack. It's a good job nobody's singing. Oh, honestly. If somebody was singing, we'd, we'd all be dead. We'd all be dead. That'd be it. That'd be it. Rip. Bloody hell. And you Rip. can't sing with a mask on. No, no. No, 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 no. You'd have to cut a tiny little hole for your lips to go out. Oh, God, that's worse. The idea of seeing someone sing for a little <laughs> aperture in a mask Just like is a little, worse than the idea of them singing in a mask. Like a little toothy arsehole poking out of this mask. <laughs> Ooh, lovely. Oh, God. Right on that note, let's yeah, skedaddle. Let's go. Let's go. The, uh, I think the uh, door wants to have a fight with me, the... Um, Sentient gate. The sentient gate. Yeah. I mean, he does get a bit rusty. And you'll get tetanus if he cuts you, if he, oh, if he gets shit. inside your yeah, skin. He's, he's been sharpening the little hinge into like a shank this oh, whole time. Do you know, he, he shouldn't be on martinis. He knows it makes him aggressive, yet he still has it. This is where the maid cries. No, it is. The She's aggression. in an abusive relationship she with is. a sentient it's gate. It's awful. It's awful. Oh. Lord. God, let's go. Oof. All right. Oof. Oh, hello. Ooh. Welcome back from our gingerbread escapade. Welcome, welcome. So, as we've kind of t- tickled on before, <laughs> as we like talking about tickling. Your pickle has been tickled. <laughs> uh, I am focusing on Krampus. Krampusnacht. Oh, yes, Krampusnacht. I really need to restrain myself doing bad German accents. Well, especially considering that Krampus is Austrian. Oh, Ben. Katie Locke. Burn. I know, tell me about it. So for those who don't know, Krampus is uh, predates Santa Claus. Yeah. And he is the anti-Santa Claus yeah. in modern days. Yeah. The Christmas devil who punishes naughty children. Yeah. That's, that's probably the best overview. Yeah. 
And I mean, I wasn't expecting that I would bring a folklore tale to the <gasps> table. That's very much your bag, I Katie. must admit, Krampus was my second choice. Mm-hmm. My second choice. I'm glad, I'm glad that I went for second best. <laughs> yeah, this is why you got after me as well. People have tuned out by this point. So <laughs> Sorry, Vinny, that was really harsh. Was... Yeah, they're just, they're just working down the volume as I speak. Yeah. Slow fade, slow yeah. fade. I might, I might just, because I edit these, I might just fade myself out and they can just have silence for the next half hour. That'd be so funny if you do that. <laughs> just like, but then the joke would be so lost because I know there's audio there, but everyone could just do... <laughs> I'll just fade in this bit out. Oh yeah, wait, I'll just fade the left channel so it's just you responding. <laughs> that would be... <laughs> Everybody's like driving in the car going, what? 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 <laughs> I'm going like trying to like fiddle um, with their put, volume. Put some kind of effect on your voice so you sound like six feet away. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so let me give you, because Katie's going to have a little bit of knowledge on Krampus here, I suspect. Uh, I have. Mm. So for the listeners unaware, let me give you a little bit of backstory here. So in early December every year, children in Austria get ready for St. Nicholas to visit. And we know who St. Nick is. The old Saint Little Saint Nick. That is Santa Claus. Santa Claus. <laughs> so good children, in all other stories, get good gifts. Yeah. But do you know what the bad children get? They don't just get coal. Oh no. They have to face Krampus. They get an ass whooping. Yeah, they do. He's ready to open a can of ass whooping on <laughs> any really, given child. A really nasty bastard. The half man, half goat. Yes, I love it. Yeah, I mean I mean, nothing says scary more than half goat. Because kids, as in small goats, very cute. Yeah. Grown goats, devils. Yeah. That sort of half, like, boggled Mm, eye. Black Philip, does thou want to taste deliciousness or whatever he says? Uh, (laughs) I don't know. Famous devil goat. Oh, okay. Devil goat. Devil. I mean, devil, goat, goat, devil. Devil, goat, 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 devil. Goat, devil. There's some kind of... I don't know what it is about goats and Satanism. <laughs> we really need to clip this bit, us talking about goats devil, and devils. Devil, goat, goat, devil, devil, goat. goat. It's like the duck, duck, goose. Yeah. Oh, we could have a game of duck, duck, goose. <laughs> With just me and you. Yeah. So just tap your head until eventually I say goose. And then goose. we run around Atlas Works. <laughs> so this half man, half goat. Sexy. It, it is a bit sexy, isn't it? Yeah. He comes to chastise naughty children. Sexy. No, oh. not se- no, 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 not sexy. <laughs> No. Stop it. <laughs> Vincent, he, he, is, he is one part of... Um, there's many cultures that have counterparts to St. Nick. Mm. So uh, there is Belschnickel. Ah, oh, yes, Belschnickel. Yes. He, uh, like a wilderman. Yes, he sort of wears all fur mm. and has like a sort of cane. Um, I believe it was represented in The Office, um, as in the TV sitcom. Which um, one? UK? No, no. UK office. The, no, the American one. Yeah. Um, Dwight, I think, is the character. Schrute? Dwight Schrute. Yes, I've never really watched it. Me neither. In, in trying to research it further, I just kept seeing his face and I was like, ugh, like, why does mm. everything have to be a modern, popular reference? Why can't I just find the actual historic reference to this? God damn it. And the Germans have Knecht Ruprecht. Ooh. Yes. He's essentially the same thing, but slightly scarier. Oh, even yeah. more scary. Yeah, well, he's not He's not uh, half goat, half man. He's just mm. kind of a, a little bit like the Wilderman. He's like a dressed up character. Yeah, yeah. Um, so these these are two other famous figures that would be in place of Krampus in other things. Mm. But Krampus 
I'm focusing on because at present it's kind of trendy to know of Krampus. Oh, Krampus. I mean, it's like, oh, um, like, oh, I'm so like, um, Christmas, Krampus, you know, like, uh, it's like traditional. Yeah, it's, it's strange. Uh, and uh. it's region, it comes from the Alpine regions of Austria mm. and it was specifically made to amuse adults while scaring children. I mean, like, it's this always is like, fun, that, isn't it? I mean, uh, scaring children, like, ha, 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 good luck sleeping. I mean, I'm the adult that cares for you, so I'm going to have to deal with yeah, this. Yeah, I but... mean, it, it depends on the level of scaring. There's, there's, you know, sort of the actual terror versus <laughs> sort of going, ah, ah yeah, watch out. You got scared. Yeah, don't step on that crack. You're breaking mother's <laughs> back. Ah. Well, let, ah. let, let me break down break Krampus down. for you a little bit more. So... <laughs> um, he's got horns he's got dark hair he's got big fangs sometimes he's got red eyes mm. he's also got a long tongue and he wears belts full of chains and bells and lashes apparently he always carries a bundle of birch sticks in which to swap naughty children that's your ass whooping right there that's Whoosh. gonna sting birch is a bit bendy isn't it it's gonna like, sting like oak is solid birch is like flexible Whoosh. it's gonna oh it's gonna oh. leave a mark it's going to leave a mark. So his name comes from Krampen, meaning claw. Mm. Although he's not often depicted with claws, he's normally often depicted as this bipedal sort of half-human thing because his history has developed from people dressing up as him, mm. realistically. He's got the essence of a claw. He's mm. got the vitality and the emotion of a claw. Yes, he's also... <laughs> he's got the vitality... Oh, <laughs> do you know, you, you've really got the vitality of a claw. <laughs> you know, looking at you, you really give me big claw vitality. I like the idea of giving people the vitality of completely inanimate things. Like, yeah. You've really got the vitality of, like, a weather-worn stone. <laughs> oh, that's lovely. Yeah. That's quite nice. So, but that you'd say it's like an old person. I know a few okay. people in Sustainable Carlisle who could be well-worn stones. Mm. Mm. Like a really nice... Like a slate so washed by the earth that it's yeah. smooth. Wise. Wise. wise limestone limestone limestone's wise mm, soft soft aged but also strong you mm. can't crack limestone easily you can break it it's yeah, brittle yeah, yeah. But you can't crack it easily oh because right. of its density ah mm. geography well being a climber um uh, you need to know your rocks yeah you because need to know you, your rocks. you know and limestone you're typically climbing with open palms because it's curved and smooth okay yeah yeah whereas stones like um, granite or gabarite, I think it's called. Mm. Um, that's like sharp, so you're climbing with bent, fully okay. cracked fingers because you're on sharp edges rather than smooth. You want to be like... Touchy, touchy. Quick question. Mm-hmm. What's the most common rock in Cumbria? Um, I did know this, actually. Um, What's the most common rock form? I think it's probably... Do you mean common geographically like, or common to us to see... Um, I think just geographically, like what what we what's Cumbria it's, mostly it, made I'm of? I'm pretty sure it's granite. Oh, check us out. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Very it is. Swish. Um, I could be wrong, but lime is definitely in there. Yeah, yeah. And so is oh god, what's the other bloody rock type? Lime slate, granite, and there's one more. It's uh, a tasty cocktail. Yeah, we've we've got four rock types which are dominant. I just can't remember the fourth. Oh one. right, okay, that's interesting. Mm. Thank you for that information. No Vincent. worries at all. Um, back to Krampus after that little bit of geology. <laughs> what the hell did you get there? Um, apparently he comes from the son of hell in Norse mythology. Ooh. Apparently that's the origins of his sort of existence. Okay. There's this sort of crossing over of this 
Norse sort of Scandi culture. That makes sense. That mm. makes sense. It's all that sort of region. They all had boats. So he's also been... <laughs> <laughs> they all had boats. They all had boats. I was like, I was just prepared to just carry on. And I was like, wait, what? Boats? They all had boats. The Scandis, the Norways, the Norse. I mean, Austrians probably didn't have that many boats. Uh, Austria's landlocked, isn't they it? They were reachable. Does Austria have a coast? Germany does. Yeah, but does Austria? Ah, uh, you can walk. <laughs> Once you've parked up your boat. Oh, God. <laughs> so what I'm looking at here is like a very charming... Um, I think it's a postcard. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Casey, can you also see this? Yeah. Um, it's... <laughs> It's a, a family at Christmas. They've got a tree on the table. They're all dressed in sort of Edwardian, Georgian kind of clothing. I was going to say, yeah, olden, the, oldie days. The, the bishop has come to bless the table and the, there's a man in a blue suit jacket looking very concerned as Krampus makes his way around the corner. <laughs> Do you think the person in blue is actually a naughty child and he's coming for him? Let's have a proper digs. Have a, have a proper one. Uh, oh, come on up over here. This channel now. Well, hey. Um, oh, oh, yes. He's, he's, he's the one in trouble, isn't he? He done been spotted. <laughs> he's like, oh uh -oh. no. Uh oh, he knew I've been pooing in the sink. Oh, that is a quick way to get Krampus up your ass. <laughs> he's been pooing in the sink. <laughs> Naughty boy. And they've just got the sinks installed. Oh, terrible. Shocking. Absolutely terrible. Shocking. Can we just a quick note on our wild one and his appearance? Hmm. There, uh, I love Krampus, and I always try and make my own Christmas card. Mm -hmm. And a couple of years ago, I tried to do a Krampus Christmas card, made a Pinterest board, did yep. some designs, and it was really hard to not make a Christmas card where it just looked like I put the devil on the front, sending it to my religious family. <laughs> there you go. Here you go. Uh, really make a statement. Here's a bloody picture. Here you go, Gran. I've put 666 on its forehead. But that's <laughs> yeah. just because it's my 666 attempt at drawing this. <laughs> yeah. Don't worry. It was a real struggle bus for sort of trying to depict him. And a not struggle bus. To, to, to show like, oh, it's not a satanistic card. It's tradition. It's Scandinavian. It's fun. It's festive. And it's like, no, I'm just making devil cards here. Devil cards. Devil, devil finger. Oh, my gosh. Let's not get into that. Bendy Wendy. If you're not, if you're not part of the British millennial child group you're not gonna know what that in fact it's not even millennial it's specifically our age group that would have been watching bbc children's show yeah yeah um but yeah i i i've studied i've studied the the art of of the krampus very well very well and oh yeah just didn't pay off as you wanted it to. devilish christmas cards i still did it yeah fair enough <laughs> my grandma getting <laughs> devil cards like, who the hell oh it's from Katie. Of course, oh, no. it's from Katie. I thought somebody put a hex on me. <laughs> Can you imagine? Yeah. Just screaming and dropping the envelope. <laughs> <laughs> I could do a pop-up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that makes a noise as well. You're just, I'm coming for you, soul. I'm coming for you. Oh, God, yeah. Your poor gran. Oh, I know. That was the last Christmas you ever saw her. I know. I know. She never turned Awful. up. That Satan worship art student of yours. I'm not <laughs> coming round. She's melted into a tiny puddle. Is your grandma based in Blackpool as well? No, no, no. No, my family is oh, Yorkshire. 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 Wotherham and Sheffield. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, yes, we've spoken about this before. Yeah. Because we, we linked the idea that you might be somehow related to... Um, I've forgotten his name. Jarvis. Jarvis Cocker. Cocker. Yes, because I'm sure my mum is from the same area of Sheffield that he is. Yes. 
that's my claim to fame. I'm really good. <laughs> I think they even went to the same school. Wow. Is Not it? the same time. Could be a song about your mum out there. <laughs> yeah. There could be, couldn't there? Yeah. Well, no, well, during the 90s, she was too busy being uh, pregnant with me, I suppose. <laughs> to have songs written about her. Yeah. There, I could mean... be, there could be a song that just says... Pregnant woman on the bus. <laughs> and that could be your mum for all you know. Oh my God, I'm going to have to listen to the entire pulp back catalogue. <laughs> Just in case Jarvis goes, Pregnant woman on the bus, you didn't notice me. <laughs> I, love I love that Jarvis impression. <laughs> it's just David Bowie with less David. Yeah, yeah. That's just my and only slightly more Yorkshire. It's the only impression I've ever taken time to learn was David Bowie. Oh, was a was a. Oh, was a was a was a. You know exactly where he is, Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> right, should we get back on Cranford? No. Oh, okay, fair enough. <laughs> go on, go on. So, a little bit like what you were talking about before. Krampus comes out of. Solstice rituals through pagan activities. It seems to all come from there, doesn't it? I think our modern society isn't that far away from the pagan acts of the past. Like when you look at history in general, we're we're probably quite close to the pagan past, even though it feels like a long time ago. The pagan path. The pagan path. The pagan path. So it usually in Austria between December fifth or sixth, depending on how it falls. I think maybe. How the if it's you, a Saturday, you know, you were saying like it's uh, <laughs> no, you know, you're saying like it's usually the 21st for the yeah, winter yeah. solstice. I think this is like dependent on where they're at in the year, whether it's been a leap year or something like uh, that. Um, they usually have Krampusnacht, Krampusnacht, which is Krampus night essentially mm. in Austria, where the children go out and adults dress up as Krampus to scare children. And this is something that's been going on for years in Austria and has only just recently garnered like media attention. Yeah. As even though it's technically the West, more of the Westers in America have picked up on it. Yes. Because it's quite culture isn't really dominating until America's got the claws in it, is it? <laughs> hey, it doesn't count. No. Don't count. And it's it's been it's been something that has been essentially just a, a way to get children to behave for quite a while now, especially in Germany and Austria. I mean, talk about carrot and stick, leaving out a carrot for your Santa Claus, mm. getting the stick, i.e. the birch, carrot and stick, double motivation to be on your best <laughs> behaviour. Yeah. You're going to get a birch ass whooping. <laughs> so I've got a weird little fact for you here. Oh. Krampus's frightening presence was suppressed for many years. The Catholic Church forbade the raucous celebrations Ugh. and fascists in World War Two Europe found Krampus despicable because it was considered a creation of the Social Democrats. <laughs> Is that what on earth? The social democrats. <laughs> I, I mean, just, that's the worst. I can just imagine. Can imagine? Like, top of Hitler's to do list is outlaw Krampus. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he had, I, I think he's a man who had opinion on everything. Well, more than anything, he had a god complex. Mm. So anybody paying attention to something that wasn't him, you know, they believe that Krampus is a thing, but he believes it not to be. So he's like, well, why don't you believe in me? This is true. This is true. If somebody really likes beetroot, he's like, mate, no. No. It's about me. It's about me. If you're not thinking about me, then I'll just invade you like Czechoslovakia. Yeah, yeah, watch it. Watch it. <laughs> you watch it, Czechoslovakia. You're watching it. <laughs> Czechoslovakia. You better watch out, because I'll malform you into two countries in the future. Oh, and it'll be a really fun and easy experience. Now, Krampus was a folk tale for quite a long time in Austria, but where it started to vi- diverge from there into the popular culture, at least in um, Eastern and Western Europe is when it started to be printed into Ooh. cards, postcards. It started being distributed 
physically on printed media. The Krampus carton. Yes, Krampus carton, yeah. 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 <laughs> this is where it developed further because in the past there wasn't a way of printing this so easily. Mm. The printing press wasn't there, so it was just word of mouth and you would know of Krampus because somebody told you of Krampus. But now you could get Krampus carton. Krampus, I mean, just, oh, printing press. It changed a lot of things. And you could send your Krampus Katten to yeah. um, family members. Yeah, you could to send my grand. To Meine Schwester. Yeah. Yeah. Or. Uh, Who's Meine Schwester? Schwester is sister. Oh. Vater is father. I don't remember the others. No, I only did German for you. Yeah, ich heise Scheißen mit meiner Hosen. Ich bin geflogen in America. What's, what's that? I've flown to America. Oh, I just said I have shit in my trousers. <laughs> <laughs> in key, key lingo. That's shine and kofti, yeah. Yeah, I like that, yes. <laughs> I have shit in my trousers, no, yes. No, 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 I just said you're a shithead, yes. Oh, again, See, you're a shithead, yes. That's is shine and kofti, yeah. Oh, I, love, I do oh, love the German language. It's very brutal, isn't it? It's beautiful. And I think that's where things like Krampus form from because if you've got mm. a, a language that is so brutal it's so easy to lean into these things <laughs> like krampus krampus it's, it's very much to the point yeah like like christmas sounds sort of floral and nice whereas krampus mm. is very like solid like two syllables i wonder whether that's our preconceptions reapplying it yeah like, like the way that it. different countries see different co- like we see pink as like feminine and mm. red as passionate whereas and, and black is mournful, whereas mm. in Thailand, black is the, the colour that they wear for new life and things like mm. that. Oh, it is interesting. Oh, it's interesting. Oh, it's it? proper interesting. Oh, it is. But let's get back to Krampus Carton. Krampus, how many times have we said that this Krampus Carton. Let's get back to the topic. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's just so easy with, um, as we mentioned in the pub, being a new parent, mm. I haven't really touched alcohol for about three weeks. <laughs> so having a small amount of alcohol allows for divergences. Oh, just in, had uh, the chance to witter on. Oh, honestly. <laughs> like if I started speaking to this about anything with my wife or even my, wife. my child, <laughs> he, he, he hasn't got the comprehension to understand anything. Just so he just, at, at the moment, he just likes twinkly lights. So he just stare past me at any given light source. Oh, <laughs> that's well sweet. So... The, the cards that people were sending, um, mm. they were mostly a bit of jest. Yes. But as they started to develop, they took on a slightly different trend and became a bit more adult. Oh. Mm. So they were they were less... They started off as like, oh, s- send it to the family yeah. so the kids will behave. Here's a picture of Krampus carrying a small child in a barrel on his back <laughs> to take him away yeah. to held on less. Ah, you know. You know, as you would. Stop but pooing in the sink. As it became more popular illustrators and scribes and engravers started making images that were a bit more suitable for adults to send cards to other adults so in the early 20th century there were there was you know this typical him punishing children Mm. but there was also him proposing to women nice quite an interesting i don't know who would you know take on that marriage and think this will last i mean this is this is uh, i feel like he's not emotionally available not really being that he lives in hell First and foremost. Yeah, that's... Second of all, he derives pleasure from punishing children. Yeah, that's not, also not a red really flag. The, not really the father figure you want to go for. Quite a few red flags there. I get the feeling things like consent aren't really on his agenda. No, no, I feel like it's more of a, a fling than yeah. a long-term thing. Yeah, you're there for a, a good time, not a long time. <laughs> yeah. With that long tongue of his. <laughs> get them birch whips out. <laughs> Lordy, loady. The, third, the pioneer of early 20th century BDSM. Oh, just what is a goat penis like, though? 
I don't know. I hate. I don't horrifying. Wanna, I'm sure. Probably hor. If, if it's there, anything, if, if it's anything like the rest of the goat, <laughs> likely horrifying. <laughs> yeah, likely horrible. It's like probably like a big sharp claw that <laughs> twists round and then as it comes inside, barbs come out, so you can't take it out again oh, like a cat. God, like some kind of like Eastern European horror film. No, oh, a Serbian film. Oh no, 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 no. <laughs> hard no. No, 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 no. So. <laughs> Aside from his goat-like penis, in some of these cars, Krampus is portrayed as large women whipping tiny men with her birch sticks. Oh, do you know the big women fetish? It goes back times. I think it's also a little bit misogynistic as well, isn't it? It's like, mm. oh, you could be overpowered by a big woman. <laughs> <laughs> do you know what even, I mean? Even just a, I mean, are we talking uh, fat or just tall? It just... The information I've got is big woman, tiny man. Big woman, tiny man. <laughs> XXX. <laughs> Stepmom, big woman. 420p. <laughs> big woman, tiny oh, stepson. God. And then in other ones, he, a smiling woman dangles as defeated looking Krampus is in the air, holding a bunch of birch sticks behind her back. So I think oh. that is a bit... That's I think sexy. that's a bit raunchy, bit raunchy, raunchy. I mean, the devil go again, raunchy, raunchy through the years. Mm. And a, a lot like of these pan. cards, like, were sort of jokes in between, like, the Austrian community. Mm. And they weren't really part of modern culture yeah. until a designer ruined it all. Oh, what? Uh, yeah. An American art director and designer, Monte Beauchamp, I think it is. Oh, Monte Beauchamp. Like Beauchamp, the, Beauchamp? No, um, not, not Duchamp. Beauchamp. Oh, Beauchamp. I, I, I saw sources that said he was American, but looking at his name, he does not sound American. No. And I haven't looked far enough into it, but he made a book about Krampus cards, or ah, Krampus Carton. Krampus and Carton. published it in America, and boom, America was hooked. Yeah. Um, I think as they would be, because I'd, uh, I've already made my distaste <laughs> for America... But they're like, they just look, they're like, oh, I don't know that. How could we ruin this? How could we make this worse? How, How can I impose my values onto I this? I want it. I want the Krampus carton. Yeah. I suppose, yeah, it's always that thing. Where it's like, is it appropriation or is it appreciation? It's it's always starts as appreciation and then somebody wants to outdo the next person mm. and appropriates it. Yeah. Yeah. It always is. Bugger. So um, after that book was produced... Um, it just started a surge of Krampus fever in America <laughs> to the point where like search terms rose by like over 250%. Oh, this like, is quite recent then. Yeah, this is really recent. Even oh. In 2015, there was a feature film called Krampus, which was a Christmas horror film. Yes, I've seen um, that advertised. I haven't watched it. It looks crap. It looks really crap. It looks really awful. It just looks like cashing in on what was a very popular thing at the mm. time. Because the book was published in 2004, there was 10 years of it getting more popular, and then mm. somebody went, oh, I'll just turn this into a feature film. You know, the, this massive tradition that's existed, where, you know, mm. hundreds of years in other countries. Why don't I just take that source material, because it's um, word of mouth, so nobody really owns mm. it, and then I can profit off that. I wonder whether there's an actual like Austrian... Kramp there must be like really like cool Krampusy there, films. There are lots of Krampus B movies, mm. which I'm told through my research are horrifying. Yeah. Um, to the point where like they're very visceral. Um there was one that was suspected to be a snuff film. Yeah, yeah. Like really serious, terrifying films. Ah. But not only am I a bit of a ignorant movie fan, mm. I'm also not interested in horror films at all. Yeah. So I'm not really going to search any of these out. Yeah. I must admit, though, there's a fantastic Inside Number 9 
mm-hmm. about the making of a Krampus film. Oh, okay. Fantastic. So even if it's just 30 minutes of your time, yeah. it's it's really good inside number nine. Now, the what I was saying, like kind of joking that America ruined everything, if you search Krampus on Etsy, you can get so much stuff. And if oh, you, If you yes. don't know what Etsy is, Etsy is a marketplace for handmade goods. It's starting to get sort of... Um, a bit eBay-ish. Yeah, it's starting to get kind of bogged down with drop-shipped China items. Mass-produced, yeah. It's, yeah. it's Sometimes you might search in, for for example, polar bear jewellery, uh, and you'll get a you'll lot get of crap. You'll get loads of crap. Before you reach... Before you find, like, the felted polar bear thing that someone spent 20 hours making. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it would be nice if it could go back to being mostly handmade craft, but mm. you've got to understand that the, the company makes loads of money from all this Chinese yeah. drop-shipped items being on there. But if you were to search for Krampus, you can get modern takes on Krampus cards. Mm. You can get ugly Krampus Christmas sweaters, <laughs> as we know since working about. Oh. You can get Krampus necklaces. You can get... I bet you could even get like an illegal version of a Krampus DVD. You could get it on a mug. You, oh, oh, do you know what my least favourite thing on Etsy is? Um, pyrography. You know where they just oh, burn God. random crap into slabs of wood. I yeah, uh, and I and I sort of. You have a fly. Oh, I tried to kill it before oh. it went in your drink. Oh, there's a fly in my uh, drink. What's he doing? Well, it looks like the backstroke. Oh, that is a classic joke. What? Is it, where is that from? Oh, I think it goes. That's back That's kind years. of like a family joke. That goes back years, doesn't it? Um, the same as the your nuts, my lord. Oh, you're sweet, my lady. Oh no, my my uh, my mum and dad go, you're nuts, your lord, because my dad likes peanuts uh, with his pre-dinner drink, and then he goes, you're crackers, my lady. It's um, it's a sketch. I think it's, it's Python, a, isn't it? Oh no, I think it's um. Oh no, it's two show. Oh, is it two Ronnies? I think it's two Ronnies. Yeah, yeah you know. it's probably two Ronnies. They did a lot with language, didn't they? Yeah, they did. Um, but yes, pyrography. I I can't stand I, it. I want to appreciate, and it's a lot of people who are sort of amateur artists, not amateurs, sort of do it in their own time. It's like a hobby. It's easy to get. Like the, the, the pyro py- oh. stylus is like 20 quid. Yeah. And you can buy little slabs of offcuts of wood cheaply. And you can just burn, live, laugh, love in it all you want. Mm, I kind of want to go, oh, some people are doing good stuff, but sometimes you just think, oh, God, that's fucking tat. Yeah, it's, tat. It's, it's a problem because I feel like I always try to respect the handmade, the craft. I just respect somebody being something doing creative I and n- not watching telly. I never, I just never see this pyrography as anything other than someone trying to quickly cash in on something. Yeah, it's always like... Oh, I'll write your name in the Harry Potter font. Yeah, and brilliant. It's it's proper like shit Christmas market. Yeah, it really stuff, is. Isn't it? it really yeah, is. It's it's. That's, I've yet to see somebody doing good. Speaking of Christmas things, can mm. I take it up with you? How annoying Christmas markets are. <laughs> you can go to like the last time I went to one, I went to the one in Edinburgh. Yeah, and there was hundreds of stalls, mm. but of those, there was about ten to fifteen that were actually unique and individual products, and not just mass-produced crap. And and the one was so busy. Yeah. And you go to the German beer tent. You cute. Oh yeah, I, it's not something I choose to do. No, it's choose if, to do. Choose to do. If something said, oh, I mean, I'm, I think there's one in Sheffield. There's like the big one, but then there's also like a little one in Sheffield that my mum and dad have been to. All right. And that's like, you know, OG Etsy, handmade, really nice. I think the bigger you go, the more the more crappy diluted get. it gets. I yeah. think. I um yeah, it just annoys me. It's like oh great. I- I'd love to pay like eighteen pounds for some fried potato. Yes, <laughs> and they always make them um, fairy doors. Yeah. Oh, bloody fairy doors. The bloody fairy doors. No, thank you. Yeah. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, 
what's happening is in, in America, Krampus is becoming very popular, very mm. trendy. So Austria is trying to not so much commercialize, but popularize it, taking mm. it away from a folktale and making it this popular thing there too. So they're making like, they're turning this harsh personality into something lovable, like making chocolates and making yeah. gifts and cards, figurines. Take it away, is it? Collectible horns. <gasps> collectible horns. Well, you've got my attention now. Hopefully you can drink out of them. Oof. But there's, there's, a, there's a lot of complaints that he is losing his edge mm. because it's becoming widespread accepted. It's not, mm. you know, kids aren't really afraid of Krampus anymore. It's kind of just a bit of a, Oh, it's a Krampus horn. Yeah. I, c- I can't wait to buy that in the gift shop of Given Museum. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's a little bit of a shame, but I also kind of get it. I, like, Austria trying to, like, sell this export of, hey, look at this cool tale yeah. that exists in our culture. Yeah, yeah. Everybody everybody needs to bake that bread, get that bread, yo. Yo, yo, yo. Yo. Uh, so, oh. for, for Krampus, I have a miniature oddity for you. Oh. Oh, I totally forgot to do a miniature oddity. That's okay. You've got one. Yes, I've got uh, Krampuslauf. Oh. Do you know Krampuslauf? Is that a delicious baked bread in it the shape not. of Krampus's face? It is otherwise known as Krampus Run. Oh, I always thought Krampus... No, I'm getting my German words. I've heard of Krampus Run, yeah. Krampuslauf. Krampuslauf. I think Lauf must mean run. Hauf. Oh, how? yes. Lauf, L-A-U-F. Lauf. Lauf. Krampuslauf. Lauf. Um, so on Krampusnacht, you might receive a Krampuskraken <laughs> for a Krampuslauf. <laughs> oh, I get so confused, all this Krampusin. It's <laughs> too much Krampusin. Oh, so not enough. It, this is a very tiny oddity section. But when it's like the 5th or 6th of December, mm. and in Austria the children are celebrating and the, the Krampus is about, mm. he has the Krampuslauf, which is the Krampus run. Mm. And very, very, very basically put, Grown men blow off steam from the air mm. by dressing up as Krampus, drinking lots of alcohol and parading through the town, Schnapps. scaring children where they can. I mean, that's great. Mm. Like, it's like a fun run, but you're pissed. And you, and you look like a horrifying goat creature. I think, yeah, that'd be fun. I think, you know, let's open it to everybody. Everybody should be able to do it. I think a lot of these traditions, it's always like, you know, like the Bowie Man is always the Bowie Man. Yeah, and he, he gets drunk. He gets, he gets drams of whiskey. Always getting arsehole, being so, in traditional dress. <laughs> got, like Morris dances, they're always pissed. Yeah, well, because they always do it in proximity of a pub. Yeah, real ale pub. Yeah, there's always proximity of a pub. <laughs> they might as well take the maypole and just slowly rotate it as they tap the sticks and just slowly tap the sticks backwards into the pub. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they probably will. Or they'll do a little <laughs> jig at the bar. Like tapping them on the bar for attention. Oh God, that'd be annoying if I was the barkeep. Oh, honestly, I'd kick that'd them out. That'd do my head in. I'd probably just kick him out with being Morris dancing. <laughs> you fucking tosspots. Get out. You, Get look the like the a, out you look like a right tosspot. It's, it's like the opposite of pretentiousness. It's like, it's so uncool, even though I don't like it. Get out. <laughs> it's coming full circle though. It's coming it full, watch out. I'm you, sword and clog. You said about like Boss Morris. Boss Morris. Honestly, it's coming back. I'm, the way I know how much you're into folklore, I don't doubt your credentials of being able to predict the next trend. Because if Krampus <laughs> can become popular, I'm sure that Morris dancing will have its resurgence. Oh, just you wait. Just you wait. Oh, wait. Those handkerchiefs, they're going oh, to be everywhere. Here's soon. another one for the social diary. They have the sort of national Morris dancing festival in, I think it's Keswick or Kendall. 
Okay. At some point in the summer. Wowzers. I know. I'll be avoiding that. So <laughs> <laughs> we're going to do a in on location on site record. Wowzers. I would, the I would like to do one of those at the International Comic Festival. Yeah. That would be nice. <gasps> oh. Maybe next year. It's I was November say, time, it's, isn't it's it? It's autumn, so they we've got like, a while to they plan. They choose like literally the rainiest month for Kendall. <laughs> yeah. We need to get on that. Yeah, we do. Yeah. So before we close off, I've got this great photo of the Krampuslauf. This is a modern day. I think it's. I think it's from last year even. Oh. And there's crowds of people taking photos with the phone. Fire. And there's two Krampus pulling a trolley with Krampus on the back, which is completely on fire. <laughs> That's great. It's 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 a looks like a right knees up. It does look good, doesn't it? It looks it good looks fun. Good fun. Because you attend uh, the winter droving every oh, year. Oh yes, and Penrith. there are two people who they didn't do it this year, but the year before. Two people in sort of cramp. I don't think it's Krampus, but it's Krampusy, mm-hmm. uh, sort of folk dress that jingle jangle about Penrith. Right, <gasps> I'm obsessed with them. Yeah, I I would say that 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 would be the kind of space for it. If you don't know what a droving is, it's where you do a parade to draw in the winter, isn't it? Yeah, and it's and it's quite a sort of farmery town. So you drove in the last of your sheep, yeah. send them off your way. Right, it's winter time. Let's have a party before we get snowed in. Pretty much. Yeah, it's good Pretty crack. Much. Good crack. Well, that that is the end of my section. Oh, and hereby I conclude. I feel like I need a big storybook. Yes. And to close it. <laughs> That'd be lovely. Like the end of um, well, the, the that. Well, that was yeah. the end of the. This is the end of the podcast for twenty twenty one. This is the end. My friend. My only friend. The end. <laughs> I'm really make you sad now that well, we've. Like this. Well, oh. let's make it clear. This isn't the end of the podcast. Just no, for the no, year. just for the year because it's you know I mean, the end this, of December. This, this has been a, a a Christmas special, but it's Aww. also to give me a bit of time to recuperate and restart the new year. Oh, absolutely! As, as I've said, I've become a UK daddy. UK following, <laughs> and. Editing a podcast in between changing nappies isn't that easy. Mm. So um, we're going to get a few more recordings in hand in the new year. Yeah. And then we'll restart um, with the remaining episodes, which I think is seven, eight, nine and ten. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm next up. Yeah. I'm next up. What shall I do? Rock and Letters on the go. postcard. <laughs> Letters on the postcard, please. Well, we've got a few things that we need to attend to. I met with a local designer called Stephen. Uh, he told us that our drag episode uh, was quite wrong on a couple of the LGBT oh, um, really? sections. Yes. Was that Free Radicals, Steve? No. This is a different uh, this Steve. This is a different Stephen. He told me that we had got a few things wrong. <gasps> and he thought it was quite funny that I didn't understand about the woman eating her own poo. Um, oh. The drag performer yeah, in the divine. film. Yeah, Divine. Yes. Uh, he was laughing. He was like, "I." He, when I said, "Why wouldn't you just fake it?" He was yeah, like, yeah. "That's the whole point." Like, yeah, yeah. The director is. Uh, he was saying that the director is known to be a dirty gay. Oh, and would love filth. these kind of things. Yeah, yeah, And that yeah. was the whole point of it. And if it wasn't real, then mm. it wouldn't make any sense. And I think we addressed that in the podcast. Yeah, but I think I think what we might do is I might give him the chance to call in and tell us everything we got wrong because I would love that representation of like right you've got it wrong and here's everything you oh, got wrong oh right yeah get ready to i mean if you've heard anything this year that you want to challenge yeah um we suggest that you visit our anchor fm page which Oof. is anchor fm space for oddities yeah yeah and you give us a call in and tell us exactly what we've done wrong yeah yeah this information will be available on our instagram as well there we go there maybe we we'll go. call a call out for call-ins <laughs> you can break my fragile fragile esteem oh my gosh yeah i mean what 
if someone can call in and tell me how wrong I got the description of NFTs in the previous episode. (laughs) Yeah. Because I was, when I was editing that, I was listening back and I was like, oh my gosh, this is heavy. (sighs) This is a heavy description. I must admit, I drifted off in my mind's space. (laughs) Oh, well, fuck you. I was just like, I just didn't get it. I was just like, yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah, thanks, man. I was like, what? You what? Although, yeah. Right. Okay. Well, I'm intrigued to know what I got wrong about. I'm sure it was like, only minor things. I know yeah, that you yeah. researched it quite well. Mm. We'll find mm. out. Right, but letters of the that's, postcard. That's, that's what we're here for. We're here to learn we're and to, to develop learn. and grow and, and educate. And offend people. And offend. Um, they and mean, get things wrong. Fucking out the amount of things. Imagine the Austrians calling up about Krampus. <laughs> My pronunciations. <laughs> oh, they're not going to be happy. Offensive. Offensive. No, no, no. It's, it's good to, um, the, as they say, do the work. Do, do, do the work. That's do what they do say. your own research, as they say in the um, COVID times. Mm. Do which mostly means I went on Facebook, <laughs> <laughs> and a minion meme told me <laughs> what to do. A minion meme, minion distinctly meme. not wearing a mask, told me exactly oh, what would be right. They don't wear masks. They've only got one eyeball. Because you wear a mask on your eyeball? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mine hangs off my <laughs> eye bag. You're the opposite of like people that leave their nose out. <laughs> yeah. You cover your nose and eyes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and leave the mouth open for talk. <laughs> Blinded singing. around the supermarket. Yeah. Oh, it's chaos. You've, got, you've only got your um, like peripheral vision. You've got no straight forward. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do you know that giant pyramid of soup cans? Straight over. <laughs> straight over onto the floor. Oh, God. They didn't see it come in. No, I didn't. Well, do you know what I didn't see come in? What's that? The, the end of this podcast? episode. <laughs> professionals, 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 professionals. We're on the same wavelength. <sighs> well, right. love you and leave you 2021. Aww. We'll see you in the new year. See you, see you, see you next year. Thank you very much to everyone that's listened. Oh, yeah, we should do... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We we're doing a conclusive thing, aren't we? Yeah, I should say thank you for anybody that's reviewed us on Apple Podcasts. Have we got any reviews? We have three five-star reviews. Aww. And if you would like to review us on Apple Podcasts, that would be very that, graciously accepted. That, that brings me much joy and warmth. Um, we have doubled our listenership since doing the second season. Have we? Yes. We have, we, it's doubled in listens and oh. each week it grows. Like oh. we're, we're growing about 10% per week at the moment. Whoa, that's really cool, dude. It's really cool, isn't oh, it? Oh, well, point, thank you. To the point where our podcast distributor sent me an email saying, you should put adverts on. And I was like, no, because <laughs> I'd rather people enjoyed it and we got free beer. <laughs> I was rather than say. 20p so you could bang an advert in the middle. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, I'm going to send a big Krampus tongue kiss to you all. Oh, I've been smooched by Gene Simmons. Oh, oh, oh. Always <laughs> make a pulse smeared against oh. your thighs. Your thighs? Your thighs. I thought he was kissing me, not giving me head. Oh, no, he was, ki- oh, he was kissing your lady parts. <laughs> oh, right, I shouldn't take it into account that I might have a vagina. Right, that ends That's the podcast. Enough. That's enough for the year. Love you all, thank you very much. It's been filth. <laughs>